Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast, joining us as he does every Tuesday for Takes Tuesday. It's Takes Triano. Robbie Triano of SiriusXM is here. We have a whole lot to get to. Wackiness in the Big 12. Adrian Martinez, is he good sometimes, all the time? What's the situation there? What happened to Texas? Is Baylor back? All that and more coming up on today's show. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, Locked On Big 12 podcast. Today we are brought to you by Upside, best place to save money on all of your daily tasks, food, gas, groceries, all of those things. Uh, go find the Upside app. More on them later. Make sure you guys subscribe. We're approaching 2,200 Let's see if we can get there by the end of September, less than 15 left. So subscribe, 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 uh, and we'll see if we can hit that number here in the next few days. All right, so Robbie, um, this was this was a really fun weekend of Big 12 football. I think it's already at making us ask some existential questions about the league. Um it, we're just trying to find the rhythm right now. Like it, it, and it's, it's, I guess we're not, we might not be able to, right? Like it's going to be hard. I mean, sure. We're going to have some good teams. We're going to have some average teams. We're going to have some teams that aren't as good, but they're more, there might just be more in the middle than we thought. I mean, this is, this is a hard league to sort out so far. After our episode last Tuesday, I claimed Oklahoma has a gap between them and the rest of the league. That proved not to be true. I said that Kansas state's offense was bad. That proved to not be true against against them. I proved that Iowa State may beat Baylor. Not true. I know nothing. That is what I've learned so far is that I have overreacted to everything in non-conference play. And this weekend has kind of put me back to earth or made me realize, you know, what this league actually is. Like there was a lot of things going into the season I was confident about. And then the non-conference play made me not very confident. And this week was just a sign that this league is going to be awesome this year. Like, straight up going to be awesome. Now that you see that Kansas, the team that is always in last place, is giving every other team troubles, that is awesome. The fact that you have, on a weekend, Oklahoma and Texas losing, that is awesome. You have all of these different teams that are now showing up. A team like Texas Tech that we threw just to be, you know, oh, they'll be one of the worst place teams. They beat Texas in an unbelievable game. So I think that this league is so confusing because you don't know what you're going to get each week, but that is why it is by far the most entertaining because that's why you have to watch every weekend because you can just like assume two years ago, if Oklahoma played TCU or if Oklahoma played any of these teams, they're going to win. That is not a fact this year. That's not a fact. Every game can be a, in my mind, like I don't think you can accurately predict the league this year and it's frustrating for us but entertaining for everyone else. Yeah, I think, you know, I kind of put the, as the headline here, the Big 12 is confusing, and that's okay. Um, <laughs> it, it's really funny because West Virginia, you know, is a team that should they should have beaten Pitt, to be honest, right? They have the mistake there at the end that cost them. They go and they they hammer another ACC Coastal team, Virginia Tech, who might not be very good. That, that, that division's not very good. But, like, West Virginia ostensibly could be the best team in a different league's one of their divisions, right? It's kind of it's kind of how this league works. Like West Virginia football, might, they might be back. Like they might be, you know, they might be ready to rock and roll now and might put some scares into people, win a few a few games. 
And like that's a team now that we have to account for, right? They have the longest odds to win the win the conference, but uh, would anybody count or say West Virginia might not play a factor into what happens, you know, in this league, right? They play Texas this week. Um, no, like JT Daniels is really good. Like they, 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 depending on what happens with Quinn Ewers, the best quarterback in the field might be West Virginia's. And so that's, that's what we're going to have to account for now. Uh, this is all across the board. We'll get to Adrian Martinez in a second and you know, Kansas state and whatnot, but Texas tech, you know, I think that they, my prediction at the beginning of the year was they might rack up one of the most impressive five and sevens that we're going to see all season. Well, it might be one of the more impressive six and six or seven and fives, right? I mean, that team's going to have a, you know, they play, their schedule is bonkers, how difficult it is. And they, they're going to lose some more. They might win a few more too. And like, they might end up at six and six and we might say, oh my God, this is a, you know, this is a really fun and interesting and good six and six team in Joey McGuire's first year. Obviously Kansas, a huge story here, really interesting for them this week, a three and a half point dog at home against Iowa state who, uh, kind of looked like the Iowa State team that we thought we were going to see at the beginning of the year, right? Definitely some holes there, definitely some ex- inexperience that showed up. And, you know, we have a team towards the top of the league, at least the ones we thought towards the top of the league, Kansas State, Baylor, obviously uh, with a great performance, we just mentioned them. Uh, Kansas State with a performance that we wanted to see desperately, right? I mean, oh my yeah. God, Jekyll and Hyde. Talk about two, what, what a difference a week makes. Oklahoma was kind of waiting. Oklahoma State excuse me, is kind of waiting in the weeds. Uh, obviously, huge matchup for them this week against Baylor coming up. And so Texas too. You know, I, I the one thing with Texas, and we'll get to them too later, is you know how much is a quarterback injury going to derail their season? You hope it's not too much because they're showing so much promise. But it just kind of shows you like we have so many of these questions. And I, I think with what you're saying here is too often as and we have the luxury of covering specific conferences, and so we can dive into this stuff nationally people sometimes don't will phase out conferences like the big 12 because who really cares right it's not going to factor into the college football playoff scenario necessarily so why should we always talk about it the the quality of football is good the players are good this isn't guys who suck just running around like sure are these are these teams as good as those top four no but who is who actually is as good Mm -hmm. as the, the top four teams and so with that, like this, this league is going to be one of the better, more entertaining leagues. It's a better top to bottom league than the ACC is. That's for sure. We saw that with Miami. We saw that with once again, the entire coastal. We saw that with a uh, Wake Forest Clemson was an awesome game, but you know, the, the, not Wake Forest is an awesome and Clemson's defense definitely has some holes in it. Like the PAC 12. I mean, is USC just going to turn, you know, are going to force 6 million turnovers this year? Like, I don't know if that's sustainable at all either. This league is really good top to bottom. They don't have a call. There's no Colorado, right? We talk about this in basketball too, right, Robbie? There's no Colorado in this Big 12. There's no Arizona State in this Big 12. Everybody's really good. The team that was like now kind of the favorite to finish last, West Virginia, just hammered Tech on a Thursday night on the road. I mean, what 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 do we do with it? What are we supposed to do with any of this? I don't know. And like, I, I can't even try and predict who the worst team in the big 12 will be this year. I have no idea. You can convince me on five of them and I would give you a reason why they, they couldn't be like, I thought Texas tech might've been the person if Kansas wasn't, I can't say that now. And like, they have an offense that like at times you want to like strangle Donovan Smith, not actually people, yeah. but like he, he, he is very frustrating when it comes to his, some of his decision-making, but like that, that's why I think, you know, that kind of has to go with my next take as well. It's like, is parody yeah. good for the league? Because I think it is personally, but 
if there's parity, that probably means there isn't going to be a team in the college football playoff because I think there's going to be a lot of cannibalization in this league. Like, I don't think that, like, the undefeated teams left in the conference. Kansas, I don't think they're going to go undefeated. And I think that if you make the college football playoff in this league, maybe you can do it with two losses this year, but I don't know because, you know, you have teams like Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and Michigan who are just, like, very, very good. And I don't know right. if they're going to make – they're going to take the leap over that. But in terms of like getting interest around the league, I don't think there's like a league that has more awesome storylines right now. Like you have a team like Kansas who like is legitimately an amazing watch. Jalen Daniels, Heisman candidate. You have all these awesome quarterbacks in the league. Like last year, the quarterback league was terrible. Each team this year, I think has a good quarterback, which is something you couldn't say even with TCU. We wanted to bury Max Duggan. He's been one of the most efficient quarterbacks yes. in the league this year, and he was their backup. Like, you couldn't say that the last couple of years. Every team has a good quarterback, including with Adrian Martinez, that we'll talk next. So it makes you think, in the in the large picture, is it good that the Big 12 is so competitive that it can't be on the national stage when it comes to late December and January for the college football playoff and to have a national champion? I don't think there's a national champion winner in this league and i think we can agree with that uh, there's but. not a playoff team in this league there's i don't think there is now i think what would be interesting though is if we had the expanded playoff this year you know and i know all the teams would be battle tested at the end but right like we talked about baylor and i said okay baylor at the end of the season is probably going to resemble the team that people thought ranked them as in the beginning of the season it might take two losses to get there. It might be 11 and two, but like, I'd love to see what an 11 and two Baylor that adjusts and adapts the way that we know Dave Aranda's does as a coach and his coaching staff does. And his, his teams that, you know, teams did last year uh, and they did from 2020 on, like, I would love to see that team in, in a 12 team playoff. That's what it's exciting about the 12 team playoff. But I'm also very glad that Baylor Oklahoma state's happening earlier in the season because from a national interest, like that game still has it, especially after Baylor's performance last week. And the fact Oklahoma state's still undefeated. I think it's very good that's happening early on, but not a play, there's not a playoff team in this in this league, I think. And it, it comes to, like, how do you get interest in your fans, like, in terms of, like, TV and stuff like that? How do you get so much interest? It's when you have parity like this. Like, you can have Kansas fans interested until the end of the year. You can now have Texas Tech fans interested till the end of the year. And Oklahoma fans and Texas fans are always going to be interested. So the fact that 1 to 10, every fan base right now feels like they have some bit of hope after non-conference and one week of conference play. Like, even if you're a West Virginia fan, you may think, wow, we started off poorly, but you just came off a big road win. Like, that was huge. And then you see these emerging stars like C.J. Donaldson and you have J.T. Daniels. That, that can give you hope. So every team in this league, like, I honestly cannot – I hate picking games now because yeah, I'm going impossible. to look like a fool every time. It's impossible. Even though, like, I had a good I had a good picks last week. Like, when we talked on the pod, I said Kansas State was dead. I said, like, their offense yeah. was bad. That just did it, not but happen. But you weren't wrong. That's the thing is, like, you weren't you weren't wrong. Let's – and let's let's do this now. Let's get – let's do the Adrian Martinez thing. Yeah. Like, you <laughs> yeah. said he, you said he's good. I, I had to put in here, he can be good at football. They lost the, t the don't get a twist. They lost the Tulane game because they could not be dynamic enough on offense. And I think the frustrating thing for me, Robbie, is it. We talked about them taking shots. Like they didn't take a bunch of deep shots. 
their offense passing wise just needed to be functional. And it was like, that's all they needed because the running game for them was so good. And like, I, we didn't see him taking a bunch of shots, but guess what they could do on, on third downs, you know, or even first, second, like they could move the football with a passing game. Was it always pretty? No, but we saw what happened. Martinez, you didn't have to play like that every single game, but like, he's got that in him. They can win nine or 10 games. I don't think they will. They can win nine or 10 games. If he plays like 80%, 75% of what he did against OU, this was his best performance as a college player. I think no doubt. And he, and I, I mentioned this yesterday. I want to get your thoughts on this. Every single time a play had to be made, he wanted the football. He wanted to be the one who yeah. made the play. And it felt like everybody, everybody was a little too gun shy the week before completely different player this week than he was against Tulane. Yeah. And after the Tulane game, I thought the blueprint was if you stop Deuce Vaughn, like you're going to win. And after this game, it, I think Adrian Martinez kind of understood, like we were talking, he needed to take shots and he didn't do that when in terms of his arm, but he was like more confident when it came to him running the football, like he would just go. And I didn't realize how fast this guy is. Mm -hmm. Like he is, he is very, very quick and nimble. And like, that's why I'm, I, 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 that was my envision of what their offense could be. Because if you make a defense pick, okay, Deuce Vaughn's going to go this way or Adrian Martinez is going to go that way. Like that is like, how do you pick like both right. are like electric when it comes to running the football. And that's what I envisioned this offense to be. And that's why I think I had more faith in the season with Adrian Martinez. And like, obviously he needs to get there with his arm, but like, does he even need to, if he's this good on the ground and I'm not going to overreact to this game, but I think this was a huge, huge, huge confidence boost to Kansas state. And like, I won't say the loss to do Tulane was good, like you, I think all Kansas State fans would love to be four or no, but I really right. think that was a wake up call. Like, okay, we need to do some more stuff here, and they they absolutely are. This also kind of exposed a little bit that we like Oklahoma's defense isn't as good as we thought because zero sacks, four four tackles for loss. They did not get to him. It looked like Kansas State's offensive line was just much, much, much better. But this was an amazing game from Adrian Martinez, and the thing is. The whole time we were worried about turnovers, zero, yeah. zero turnovers this year. He is being confident. He's being responsible. And now he is seeing what I thought he could be this year. And that is be a dynamic player that can confuse the defense. It's awesome. Yeah. Like they, they need him to do that. I mean, there are some games maybe where they're, they're not like, you know, the, the Missouri game, they didn't need it. Right. But that Tulane game, uh, you mentioned the offensive line too. It's so funny. Because this stuff can be really week to week, they got oh, pushed yeah. around by Tulane, and we saw we saw a Nebraska offense. That it's actually not horrible, right? We they they moved the ball pretty well. Nebraska has this year. After that first drive, Oklahoma did a great job against them on defense. One week later, guess what? But <laughs> one team got pushed around up front, and it was Kansas State who doing the pushing who got pushed around by, well, you know, no disrespect to Tulane, but it's Tulane. The week before, right. and who lost that, this weekend? By the way, lo, yeah, exactly, exactly. And so this is this is what makes this league interesting, and that's that's what I'm. That's my question with Adrian Martinez. Okay, you don't have to be Superman every game. Is there a way that is there a way that we can basically harness this and use it sporadically? Can we keep the passing game functional? Right? Can we while we mix in the run of the you know the running on the offensive side? Mm -hmm. 
Um, and that defense, you know, I know they got, they gave it up a little bit in this game. Oklahoma did move the ball a ton all over mm-hmm. Kansas State, but they got they got the stops they needed. They got the scores they needed. I mean, they didn't trail in this game. I don't think at any point. And so the fact that you were in control or in never in never chasing the game, and you and I mentioned that too. Like they can't chase games. That's not going to work for Kansas State. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can be explosive at times. It's just not going to work for them. Like this, this is what the team is capable of controlling the game. And that's what I would take away from this. As much as we want to talk about Adrian Martinez, it's, and, and he's a huge part of that. But like make the big plays early, get that lead, control the game, maintain scoring throughout. They did all of those things. And he was a huge reason why he doesn't have to be this kind of guy. He needed to be on the road against top 10 team. Sure. But you don't have to do that every single week. Can we get to that point, Robbie? Can we get to that point? That's the big question. Yeah, and it, it's awesome, too, because I think what we envisioned with the Colin Klein offense is he's going to do what he did as a quarterback and put it in Adrian Martinez. And we talked to him earlier in the season. He was like, Adrian can do what I do, but better, because I think mm-hmm. he's a better athlete. And now right. I think we're starting to realize after that two-lane game, hey, maybe I should trust this guy. You know, my offensive coordinator who actually did what I did and was super successful, was almost a Heisman Trophy winner. Like, I should just do that. And I think that's what happened against Oklahoma. And, like, once again, it made Oklahoma look silly. Like, they just could not tackle the guy. They could not handle him. And anytime Oklahoma needed a stop, Adrian Martinez just did his thing. And the fact that they have that one-two punch of him and Deuce Vaughn, like, I am – this is why I was so excited about this offense, and I'm, like, honestly pissed – I didn't have more more faith in myself after the two-lane game. But, like, how could you, like, be excited right, about couldn't. that offense? And that's, that's the thing about this league that earlier, it's like there's so many things in the season I was so confident in, and then I just let it go because I was nervous. Like, I said Baylor might not be good, or not, not be good, but not, might not be, like, a title contender yet. And it's like, what are we talking about? <laughs> like, like I, we should have just believed, and I knew that Adrian was going to be good, and he did against Oklahoma. Can he sustain it, though? Because he's, he's, he's hot right now, but can he sustain yeah. it? But right now, I think yes, because he looked confident. Yeah, we'll see what happens there with, with, with them. Uh, it Once again, sustaining it. That's, that's like all these teams, though. All right, Texas, what the hell is your next one? So uh, I'm, not, I'm not positive I'm here with you. I'd like to hear your reasoning for this. I think once again, like that was a the game they should have won. I agree. Um, I think they're still suffering. I like Hudson Card is not a hundred percent. He's I just don't see it, and they're really having to rely on those backs. And it's been a weird year for Xavier, where they finally caught a touchdown, um, and they've had a tough time getting him going. So like, I, I'm having a tough time figuring out Texas because I think they really look awesome at sometimes, and because of their injuries other times, not just their injuries, but the quality of play too. They're just a really difficult team to figure out. The, the, the thing about Texas, and I have a stat here that I found just absolutely fascinating, is that they just cannot finish games. No. You know when they start a game, Steve Sarkeesian has this amazing game plan. They're off hot. You know, they're, they're scoring their first drive. They're, sco- they're, they're doing the thing. But when it comes to finishing the game, I thought Texas Tech did a masterclass on wearing Texas down. Mm-hmm. Like, like the, the stats here, too, before I get to the ones, they were six for eight on fourth down. So that means you are extending drives six for eight. That defense is out there so many times. Donovan Smith threw the ball, what, 56 times? Yeah, that's a great point. Like, that is incredible. The fact that they could just wear Texas down like that. 
And that's where I thought Texas Tech kind of like took control of the game very late. And here's the stat. So under Texas, Steve Sarkeesian is 7-9. They held a halftime lead in five of those nine losses. They held a fourth quarter lead in five of those nine losses. They had double-digit leads in four of those nine losses. So this is this is not just a fluky game. This is a trend. This is this is more than half of their games. They have the chance to win, and then they don't. That is where I am more concerned about Steve Sarkeesian's ability to adjust when it comes to this team. And yes, we would love Quinn Ewers to be back, but I thought Hudson Card he can do some things with his leg, one leg really because of his ankle. He's extending drives. So this is where I'm like, Texas, what is going on? You're supposed to be winning these games. You have it in your hands. Just take it. But that's where I thought Texas Tech did it great. And Joey McGuire, he said it. Let's wear them down. I know we can do it. And then they did. And this is where, like, we know Texas has the talent. This is more of a can you sustain the full game to win? And that's right. where I'm like, I'm, I, it, it's, it's starting to get like that trend is concerning. I still think Texas is a good team, but like, what the hell? Like, you had this game. What yeah. are you doing? The, the thing that's interesting because the, the numbers tell a weird story on this. They were seven for 20. Tech was seven for 20 on third down. So it's not, it's not, it's not great, right? It's right. 30, 35%. You mentioned the fourth down. Look at the passing yards per play for Texas Tech. It's like around, it's like five point, it's less than six, which is actually pretty good, right? Um, and then, you know, you look at the fourth down conversions, how good they were on fourth down. They weren't that good running the ball, too. Texas Tech just chipped away at them. They just kept, like you mentioned, Rob, they kept chipping away. They kept chipping away. They kept chipping away at them. And Texas held multiple two-score leads in this game um, and gave them both up. Uh, not all the way back to tied, but they, you know, they took multiple two-score leads and just couldn't do it. And so, yeah, like you wonder, like, okay, what, what, is, what is that a function of? Like, where does that come from? Is it still the same stuff as last year? This was one of those where I just, I don't know what it was. Because that fumble to me, like the end with B. John Robinson, like really isn't the, it's not It's the only problem. his third fumble ever right. when it comes to right. college. Like, 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 that's, that, is, like, that was a fluke. Yeah, it was just, it was really bad timing. And like, I know Texas fans will be like, well, that's just kind of how it's been lately. It's, it's fine. It's whatever. That that to me was not really the big problem. It was just their offense. I don't know what the numbers were in the second half. But they scored 10 points in the third quarter, fourth quarter, and overtime. And then they also, in third quarter, fourth quarter, overtime, gave up 23. So, like you mentioned, it's finishing games. But I don't know what it is that you identify with Texas that, that, that needs to change. Like, is it is it a energy conservation type deal? Are we, are we talking physical conditioning, right? What What are we talking about here that's keeping them from doing it? It's a really curious thing and i also think this this team this year is a better formed overall team like totally i thought like because we're talking totally. about like we're talking about second half i mean what the hell last week's second half response from them was fantastic albeit against lower competition that you should wear mm -hmm. down but i mean like you know we, we this is fixable i think this is fixable i believe yeah and i i just want to see them be able to adjust more and like i know that like they start the game fast and I just want to see them like keep the ball a little longer. It's just right. like, I I'm so confused because Texas shouldn't have these games where they have to be somewhat perfect in order to win. Like the game against Alabama, they should have won. 
And then the, this game, they should have won. Like, I feel like they should be separating the gap between a team like Texas Tech. They should, in those right. moments where it's 31-17, be burying them. I don't know how you don't do that. That's where I'm just confused. It's like, you, you're better than these teams. Like, you're better. You have the talent, and I believe you have one of the best play callers in the whole country. How are you not doing this right now? Yeah. That's where I'm like, what the hell? This trend is somewhat scary, and you just need to see this team adjust better. That is that is really what I think it is. Like, you have the talent, just adjust. It was interesting when they got that field goal late, too. It was like, oh, they're you – know, to to a point about them just kind of going away, like they they didn't go away, right? They 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 end up get. I mean, you thought Tech kicks the field goal, you think the game's over. They they go right down the field and get it, and it kind of reminds me. It's very. Uh, it kind of brings up that that the Falcons, Patriots Super Bowl question, right? Of like, okay, yep. what is what's the offensive approach? I guess when you got a guy like Bijan, you know, you're giving him the balls question, but I didn't feel like they just did that. Like I, I I don't feel like they completely curled up in a ball. It's just that they just weren't as efficient. So. It's a matter of conservation, right? Of energy conservation. I feel like kind of getting from point A to point B all the way through. Um, and so I, I, I'm fascinated now because they've got uh, Oklahoma. Let's see. I'm trying to think about who they have this week. I'm not sure if they're going to buy or not, but they've got that Oklahoma game. So West Virginia yeah, is West Virginia this week yep. and it's OU. So, you know, a lot, a lot of questions to be asked. Uh, you want to do Baylor next? Is that where we should go? Yeah, I like Baylor as well. But I just want to give some credit oh, to Bijan Robinson because yeah. I feel like we always put him in terms of uh, Heisman conversation, and he's kind of just like been lost. He's been sneakily having like an amazing season. Mm-hmm. 414 rushing yards, seven touchdowns. Like, he's such a beast. Uh, leads the league in touchdown, rushing touchdowns. I just want to give him Yeah, credit. over uh, six yards a carry too. So, I mean, you know. He's, I mean, if it wasn't for Deuce Vaughn, I think Bijan Robinson would be one of the best players in the league. Uh, he still is. But I want to go to Baylor because – this is a game that I was ready to sell hope on Baylor just because like, I just need to learn to be more patient when it comes to this week. And it becomes the reason why is because I thought that Blake Shapron didn't show what he could do or what we thought he could do in this game. I thought he was much more efficient. They got the ball down the field more. And I think they just had more of a balance when it comes to their passing and rushing attack. And this is a game that I don't think Baylor really, I don't think there was a point in that game where I thought Baylor was going to lose really to Iowa state. And like, you can complain, Oh, the refs, Oh, targeting, whatever. I think that Baylor is just a better team than Iowa state. And I they think are. they proved it. And now that we've seen that, okay, they're starting to look more into form. I think I can have more confidence in them to push for the big 12 title this season. And like, you have these players on defense, you can get to the quarterback in this team. You have good offensive linemen up front. Like this is, this is a good team. And Iowa State, I think, is what I kind of thought they could be, which is not as good because held to 66 rushing yards. And if Baylor can do that to every team, like stop the rushing attack, like I think they're going to be very good because you think of the teams in this league, if they can hold Kansas State, this is very unrealistic, but to like, let's say under 120 rushing yards, I think that's a W. If you can hold a team like Oklahoma and Eric Gray under that, I think that's a W. So this is a team that I think there's a lot of good running game. Like I think in this league, I think the running game opens a lot of the good quarterback play in this league. So that's where I'm like, okay, if Baylor can do this on defense to every team in the league. Like I'm very confident on this team and Blake Shapin showed more of what he could be. It's an amazing test against Oklahoma state this weekend. It's a good thing that they are home for this game. 
But now I, it's time to like have more confidence in Baylor, and I think all of us were a little shaky after the BYU game. But it's time to have more confidence in Baylor again. Well, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think the we talked about the offense. They took the shots, right? That offense was more open. And, and look, they they found some things. They exposed some things. I mean, the trick play they ran, like <laughs> there's nobody home for, for yeah. Iowa State on that one. They took more shots downfield. I thought it opened up their offense. Um, you know, it felt like they could have won this game by more than they did. So I think that's actually a good sign for Baylor, which means there's more room for them to improve. Um, I thought that th they did a good job on Xavier Hutchinson. I mean, we saw the interception. There were like six guys around him ready just, you know, and they, they knew where the ball was going a lot of the time. And they, they mm -hmm. lucked out because it was a weird, just kind of a weird play where it kind of, I think it was what gets kind of got tipped. I thought it was the interception or fumble. I forgot which one it was, but they were all around him swarming, ready to go. And that's the thing is like, if this team takes shots, runs the ball, forces turnovers and can hold up up front, which and I know I'm asking a lot of things, but like, that's not, that's not too much to ask. They're going to be a big 12 title contender. If they do those things, well, they're probably going to make the big 12 title game. This is their hardest. I think Oklahoma state is their hardest test to date. I know BYU on the road was difficult. I know Iowa state in the road is difficult. Uh, there is a guy on the other end of the game this week, Robbie, who desperately wants to beat Baylor because of his performances so far against them. That is Spencer Sanders. Absolutely. He has been money so far this year. Uh, last year, he threw seven picks, six, six came against the Baylor bears. Uh, this, this is, this is the game. This is the game right here for me to say Baylor's all the way back as a big 12 title contender or, you know, all the way back as, as like, you know, okay. They, I, I always did think that BYU game would, would spur them on to, you know, to move forward. They made the adjustments, right? We asked, Hey, take more shots, take more shots. Last couple games. Um, the, they've got the opportunity this week and I, I'm, I'm really fired up for it. So uh, that loss, I felt like needed to happen for them to course correct for them to get back. I thought out of all the wins this weekend, I thought theirs was the second best in the league. I thought that when Iowa State, you and I talked about a place where nobody goes in and wins, the way they, they were ahead of most of that game. They were in control most of that game. It could have been worse, in my opinion, for Iowa State on that losing end. I, I'm back with you on Baylor. I'm so fired up for this week. No, it's. I think this is such an incredible game. And what makes me nervous, if you're a Baylor fan, technically I think I am a Baylor fan, I think I've adopted that, Yes, is that Oklahoma State's coming off a bye, and that's where I kind of am unknown and how this team would look. Because even a non-conference play, like, yes, they went 3-0, and but, like, I don't know the quality of the opponent that they, they really right. faced. Like, you faced a Central Michigan team, okay, you won, you didn't win by a lot, but you scored 55 points. It's amazing. Then you beat Arizona State, who's about to fire, who did fire Herm Edwards. So it's like, what what exactly are we getting from this Oklahoma State team? And this game is by far the most intriguing. I think it's one of the best games in the entire season uh, when it comes to like what it could mean. So yeah, I think this is an amazing test for Baylor. It's good that they are home, but I think if you're a Baylor fan, you can kind of like take a deep, like a quick deep breath because I think that everyone was nervous about what this offense would look like. And I think it's much more balanced uh, based on that performance against Iowa state, but I'm back in. And it, it's just like interesting. If you look at the current standings for the big 12, it's just like kind of funny top, top of the league is Kansas. Then there's Baylor, then Kansas state, 
and Texas Tech. And then the bottom four teams are Iowa State, Oklahoma, Texas, and West Virginia. I also I I want to mention this. Yeah. Robbie, sorry to cut you off. Like, how mad do you think Kansas fans are? The one team ahead of them is Kansas State. It's like, look, we're glad yeah. you guys beat Oklahoma, but like, seriously, we're we haven't we didn't lose the Tulane. We haven't lost yet. We got two. We have two road wins. Uh, you know, I, I said right that now. yesterday. It's like, like you can say Kansas State can be ranked ahead of you, but I mean, like, why isn't Kansas ranked at all? Right, it makes no sense at all. Like, I don't think that most of these fans are or the people who are voting are watching. And it makes no sense because if you put the resume against any other ranked team, it, I think it compares to it. But yeah, uh, Kansas State, I think, deserves to be ranked over them because I think they're just a better team. Like if, if they were to face right now, like I think Kansas State would be a a nine point favorite. Is that is that too crazy? Against to think? who? Kansas. Um, I I would say probably lower than that. I mean, I guess maybe you're right. If Iowa State's three and a half on the road. If they played yeah. that game in Lawrence, I don't, I'm not sure where it is this year. I think actually it's going to be in uh, K-State land this year. Let me double check yeah. real fast. If they played that, yes, they'll play a game this year in Manhattan. Yeah, I think you're right. Probably actually, you're probably right. Probably nine, ten points. Probably where I, I would, yeah. I would so that. for that reasoning, like, sorry, Jayhawk fans, like Kansas State should be ahead of you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's no reason Kansas shouldn't be ranked. It's the best yeah, story in college football. They right. should be recognized. If we win resumes too, like. They've got two road wins. They've got two power five wins. You know, it's, I know it's not a ton, but also four weeks in the season, not, I think it's what 21 teams can say that. And only three can say they've won two of them on the road. So like, it's, you know. Also love that uh, <laughs> SI, they did their bowl projections. <laughs> Kansas was going to face Alabama in the Sugar and Like bowl. the Cotton Bowl, I think. So I'm like, a Sugar Bowl. Yeah, yeah. That's, that would be amazing if that happened. Absolutely and also fantastic. Like, I don't know what the score would be, but oh my God, if I could see Jalen Daniels to score one on Nick Saban. He's screaming at the sideline. That would be, that would make my day. It would be fantastic. It'd be a lot of fun. All right, Robbie, where can people find you and all the work you do and all of its writing, your clever tweets as well. Awesome. So at the Triano kid on Twitter, I tweet. And then on Sirius XM, Josh and I do big 12 today from two to five central. It's a good time. We talk sports. We talk about all the things that you listen to on here. It's a fun little time. Awesome. Robbie Triana. We'll talk to you next week, man. Awesome. Thank you.